Welcome, everybody, to our podcast on Worksheets to Hyperdocs. In this episode, you're going to be learning about Hyperdocs and how you can use them to increase students' depth of knowledge and also uh, strengthen your instructional practices with online teaching. Hi, I'm Dr. Nick Caminiti, and I am the technology instructional coach for the Altonaria School District. And I'm Hannah Hauser. I'm technology coach for Hollidaysburg Area School District. I'm here on this episode as well. So we're here to talk to you guys, like Nick said, for a little bit about moving from away from worksheets, which most teachers have relied on for years and years, to what's called hyperdocs, which is a new not a new lesson, but it's just a new way to organize your lesson materials for remote learning, especially implemented in blended learning and face-to-face lessons as well. So Hannah and I are going to take you through what a hyperdoc is and the benefits of a hyperdoc. And then finally, we're going to look at the different intricacies of a hyperdoc. Hyperdocs were founded by three people, Kelly Hilton, Lisa Heifel, and Sarah Landis. So what is a hyperdoc? And a hyperdoc is literally just an interactive digital lesson that is packaged uh, through Google Docs, Google Slides, and requires uh, students to go out into the web and learn uh, a concept and then come back to that hyperdoc and maybe write a reflection or an answer. Basically what this does, it replaces the standard worksheet that uh, you would, that we used to have. So it kind of gets rid of that stand and deliver approach of instruction and allows the student to have more ownership of their own learning. So the hyperdoc is a teaching pedagogy that involves making decisions about what to teach and how to teach with a digital lesson. The hyperdoc has a strong lesson design and is packaged in a way that engages students. This lesson design shifts the focus from teacher-led lectures to student-driven inquiry-based learning. So you might be thinking to yourself, why would teachers want to use a hyperdoc instead of a worksheet? What are the benefits that hyperdocs bring versus what we are used to with, you know, handouts and worksheets? Well, often worksheets are typically asking student questions that are low on the depth of knowledge scale. So maybe a DOK1, DOK2. But very often, worksheets really don't challenge students in the way that most educators eventually want to have their students be challenged as they're learning through a concept or, you know, working through material. So Lisa Highfield, one of the authors of the HyperDoc Handbook, Digital Lesson Design Using Google Apps, she's one of the creators of HyperDocs. Here's a good quote from her that kind of really wraps up what HyperDocs can do for teachers. We want our students to be creative collaborative, critical thinkers and communicators. And then we ask them to sit quietly while we explain everything and tell them exactly how to do a task. School doesn't have to be this way. And if we want to prepare students for life in the 21st century, it shouldn't be. So good hyperdocs utilize the four C's. So those 21st century skills like collaboration, critical thinking, creativity, communication, Good hyperdocs will will stand on that framework and increasingly move students as they work through the hyperdoc lesson, they will move students in, in increments up to a higher depth of knowledge level. So hyperdoc lessons also help the teacher integrate technology 
on a high level as determined by the SAMR model, which that is definitely something to aspire to, moving to those higher levels in your SAMR model. If you're wondering what the SAMR framework uh, stands for or model, um, the SAMR is nothing more than an acronym that stands for Substitution, Augmentation, Modification, and Redefinition. As a teacher, uh, you always want to kind of shoot for the redefinition, which means that technology allows for the creation of new tasks previously inconceivable. And so with the 4C model and the way that the hyperdocs are arranged, a teacher can reach that redefinition model um, by using or utilizing the workflow that the hyperdoc ladies have put forward um, in their handbook. Yeah, so these hyperdocs, they make for excellent remote learning lessons. Um, often hyperdocs will embed resources into whether the Google, the teacher's using Google Slide or they're using a Google Doc, there'll be resources and links often embedded into a hyperdoc that helps scaffold students so that at every level, students can be successful in independently navigating the tasks that they're being asked to do in the lesson. And this makes them easy to differentiate as well. So Nick, can you kind of go through the process? Like what does a typical hyperdoc look like? Absolutely. So the typical hyperdoc, if we look at just the, the typical template that's out there, has six parts and sometimes seven. And the seven parts are engage, explore, explain, apply, share, reflect, and extend. So let's look at each part. When we think of engage, that's basically our anticipatory set of the lesson. How do we activate prior knowledge and help students get engaged, maybe through um, different learning strategies so that they can understand or reconnect to different constructs that uh, maybe apply to this lesson? The next part we have, explore. And Explore really dives into that inquiry-based learning, which allows students to take ownership of their own learning. Next, we come to Explain. And this is where the teacher has to explicitly, um, you know, teach or explain, you know, what this lesson's about. So in the Explain portion, now we have the part where the teacher may make a screencast um, explaining, you know, how to uh, differentiate, you know, between equations or uh, go over a certain vocabulary word. This is the part where the, the teacher takes on uh, exactly, you know, what the students should be learning. And then next we come to apply. So when the student reaches this level, that's where they show the teacher, you know, what they have learned. And so this could be anything from, you know, going to a Flipgrid to an Edpuzzle and then even the Google Form. And then finally, the student shares their work, you know, with the teacher or even with the teacher and the students, you know, to really reach, you know, all the four C's with the share, you should be collaborating. So a student could share their work with all their peers. And then that way students can learn from one another. And finally, the last two, we have reflect and extend. So by reflect, the student sort of has that self-assessment piece that's very important when it comes to instructional strategies. And then we have extend where if a student should, you know, finish a lesson early or have some extra time, it motivates them to move on into another concept that relates to the topic that they learned. And so those are the seven pieces uh, that deal with HyperDoc.
engage, explore, explain, apply, share, reflect, and extend. So there are um, a lot of HyperDoc templates out there in the internet. Um, if you wanted to do even just a simple Google search, one of your very first resources that will probably pop up is a website called hyperdocs.co. So that is a, a great resource to give you some templates to get started. So what I want to kind of finish up here in our podcast episode are some practical tips and ways that you can get started transitioning into these HyperDoc lessons. One thing that I would encourage you and Nick would, I'm sure as well, is to reach out and find those resources online. There are many templates that are available for free um, that follow that model that Nick talked about with those six or seven steps that will, you know, also get you guided in the right direction. Tons of great free resources out there available for you. Even Facebook has a group called HyperDocs that if you're on Facebook and you would like to look there, you can find some really great resources from other educators. But some other things that you want to think about are copyright considerations. And this is not a topic that anyone really loves to talk about, but if you have worksheets that are part of the curriculum that your district has purchased and it comes with handouts and you're thinking about a way to somehow transition getting away from those worksheets and moving them somehow, you know, incorporating some elements or questions from that maybe into your HyperDoc lesson. Just think about what copyright restrictions you may have placed on you as the teacher and as the person, you know, who is managing those materials for your class or your grade or your district. So just think about those curriculum resources. Many of them come with a blanket statement that says you cannot reproduce you know, whether it's in whole or in part. So just something to keep in mind. Another thing to help you get started um, with these HyperDoc lessons, of course, you always want to start creating any lesson by identifying what your objectives are. What are your learning outcomes? What do you want your students to be able to do? What tasks or what skills will they be learning or be able to perform at the end of this HyperDocs lesson. And so by identifying those learning outcomes, you're gonna identify what's important and you can use your HyperDocs lesson to scaffold and be able to support your students, you know, in a different format, yes, potentially, than what you're used, you know, than what you've done before, but that's going to be your driving factor. The other thing to think about um, or ways to get started is to compile your links and your lesson resources into one place for easy access so that when you go to build your HyperDoc lesson that to actually plug it into a Google slide or a Google Doc, you have those links, whether they're video links, um, links to slides, you know, for your direct instruction, if you're used to giving notes and direct instruction and you want that linked, you know, on your HyperDoc, Having all of those lesson or unit resources available, for instance, in a folder in your Google Drive will make things a little bit easier for you whenever you go to create those HyperDoc lessons if you're creating them from scratch or if you're adapting a template to work for your specific needs. So those are just some things to think about as you 
you know, kind of explore this HyperDoc universe. So when we think about HyperDocs, it's building student agency, enhancing their sense of control, and looking at the big picture and how students can have that sense of choice, but also guide them uh, to new learning aspects of, you know, what your particular discipline is. So with HyperDocs, the model and everything that goes with it from the four C's to the um, high achievements in the SAMR framework for integrating technology, all things considered, HyperDocs are a great instructional strategy and learning strategy to use when you're in the classroom. If you'd like more information, please go to hyperdoc.co. You can reach out to me via email. My name's Hannah Hauser. My email is Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H, dot Hauser, H-A-U-S-E-R, at H-A-S-D, Tigers. And if you'd like to reach out to me, I'm Nick Caminiti, N-C-A-M-I-N-I-T-I, at altunasd.com. I'd be happy to help you, and I'm sure Hannah would be happy to help you with any HyperDoc questions you've had. So we hope you enjoyed this podcast on HyperDocs. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we'll see you next time.